0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Simple Church. Wow, it is packed in here. The light's down and everything going on this morning. Can't can't really see from up here. So welcome to Simple Church. If you don't know me, I'm Aaron. I'm the lead pastor here. Thank you so much for being here today. If you're a guest with us, man, we're pumped that you're here. Thank you so much. We are in the middle of a series called Love, Marriage, Baby Carriage. And yes, I've had my coffee this morning. I am talking really, really fast. But if you listen quick, it'll be okay. All right. So uh, we are... Uh, in this series, and, and here's what I have to do every week, okay? And I and actually forgot one service to do it. In all the weeks that we've been doing it, we're in our fourth week, so here it is. When I didn't do it, somebody said, "Why didn't you do it?" Do 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 do. Warning, warning, adult content. Okay, look, we are talking about relationships. We are talking about marriage. That means we're going to talk about the S word, sex. I know, pastor shouldn't say that, but I'm saying it. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. So if you have kids that are in here and you're not ready to have that conversation with them, now is your time to take them and get them connected in the Children's Ministry. I promise they will have an awesome time back there today. If you want to keep them in here, I am fine with that. Just know that you may have to have some conversations about things, okay? All right. Cool. There's your warning. You do with it what you want. We did, we had I did this a couple weeks ago and there's a lady run to the front row and grab her kid. Hey, come. Here. What are you doing here? So that's your opportunity. This week we are talking about what women want men to know about women, and uh, this, I know that you guys are enjoying this series, you know that you're getting stuff out of it, why do I know that? Well, because you're calling me, you're emailing me, you're telling me the conversations that you're having in your own relationships, and man, that is awesome, the the life change that we are seeing from that, in fact, we've got a story to share at the end of service today uh, from from one such couple, and, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm pumped for them, I'm pumped, and uh, you're going to love to hear that story, So, but you have to wait until the end, sorry, I'm going to tease you with it, you have to wait until the end to hear it. Um, but uh, but so this week we're going to talk about what we want men to know about women, and uh, next week we're going to talk about how to safeguard your marriage. Okay, how to safeguard your marriage. So uh, so I would say that, that in this series we, we've been talking about this. We all know that it, how easy it is to fall in love, right? It's very very simple to do, but staying in love is difficult work. You've got to constantly work at it, right? Because when the passion and the newness of the whole relationship wears off, you're left with just the work part of the relationship. And and uh, I think this is why musicians have had to write love songs because love is, love is easy, like falling in love is easy. But sometimes when it gets difficult, well, you break up. And I, I don't necessarily, you know... I, This is not always a good thing, but they they have these breakup songs now, right? Or they've had them for years. What I want you to do is I want you to take 30 seconds because at some point in time growing up, you have broken up with somebody and you have related to a song. It has ministered to you in a way that is very deep and spiritual. Whether it's a Christian song or not, take 30 seconds. Turn somebody around you and discuss what your breakup song was growing up and go. we got out there what are some of the breakup songs shout them out let's hear Over from over here love what is it love stings love stings. stings or stings? stings stings who's who's that by oh okay all right so all right so that's actually a thing i was just making sure she didn't make it up all right what what what's another song somebody anybody run around sue, run around sue. keep away from a run around Sue. yeah okay all right what next anybody come on you guys have any breakup songs like, do you shout it at the top of your lungs and beat on a steering wheel? Like, my, for me, in high school, it was Pushed by Maxbox 20. I'm not really sure that that is a breakup song, but it talks about, I want to push you around. And I just beat my steering wheel after she broke up with Chris me. Chris Brown say goodbye. Yeah, Chris Brown say I don't know the lyrics to that one, so that, that's all right. You want to hit us a note or two? No. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's they, there's so this, here's, here's a couple popular ones, like, Shot to the heart, and you're to blame, darling. Yeah, you guys are playing. That's awesome. That's awesome. For, for me, there was another one that was uh, uh, the Tony Rich Project. Nobody Knows It But Me. Does anybody know this song? Yeah. Yeah, and right. nobody knows it but me. That's right? What's that? Forgot about that song, right? I think Baby Face was it. I don't know. Anyway, it's a, something, something to do with some soul. It was awesome. It was great. <sighs> or, of course, there's Righteous Brothers. You lost that love and feeling. I'm good. Whoa, that love and feeling. Bring back that love and feeling, 'cause cause it's gone, gone, <laughs> You guys are awesome. See, I knew I could count on you to, to do this. That's great. Thank you for allowing me to be silly with you. I appreciate that more than you know. So we've had our love songs, but now we've got our breakup songs because staying in love is difficult. And and the reason it's difficult is because we're always very different from each other, right? Like if you go into a house and it smells like potpourri, you can guarantee that you're in a lady's house, right? That's a that's a lady's house. Now if you go in and it smells like Taco Bell and Febreze, you are probably in a guy's house. And I don't mean like fresh Taco Bell. I mean like you know old Taco Bell. You know what I'm saying? So a guy lives there. So we're very different in how you manage those tensions, right? Those aren't problems. Those are differences that cause tensions. And how you manage those are what this series is really all about. And uh, last week, of course, we talked what men wish women knew about men. If you weren't here, I encourage you. It was a fun message. We had a good time in here. And uh, go listen to it on the podcast. You can get on Facebook. Go to mysimplechurch.com. Or you can even subscribe through iTunes to our podcast and they'll just come to your phones or your devices and you can listen to them throughout the week. So just, just, just listen to it. It was great. It'd be a blessing to you. Any of you that drive to work, I know I say this all the time, but if you've got a long drive to work, redeem that time, put in a podcast, grow a little bit, grow daily or die gradually. That's the way it goes, right? So sorry, that was my leadership little plug right there. All right. So, so this week, it's all about the ladies and what women wish men knew about women. And I wouldn't say that I'm completely overqualified to talk about this subject, but I do have a wife, okay? And, uh, and so the, the things that, uh, that we have here, I've run them by her, and she agreed, and, and fortunately for me, I've already been through first service, and they agreed first service, so just hoping that, that you will agree with these as well, okay? So here we go. Very first thing is, guys, women want you to know, we're not your mom. You cannot expect your wife to do for you what your mom did. See, your mom picked up after you. She babied you. She was concerned about you. And and some of you guys, your mom was breastfeeding you and pushing you around in the proverbial stroller until you were like 18 years old. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And uh, and so, (laughs) and you guys, we know that at any point in time, there would be no pushback to us moving back home if we needed to, right? Now, dad may try to charge us rent, but mom's going to be like, no, he needs to save a little money right now. Just let him let him be, and so that's how moms are, right? Like when I go to my mom's house, the first thing she does: "Are you hungry?" Did you and I'm like, "No, I just ate, mom. Are you sure you don't want me to get you something?" "I'm good, mom. Are you sure I can get you some coffee? I can get you." Anything. It's like, "No, mom, I'm I'm fine." It, it, the thing is, and I probably should just on the first request let her do it. You know why? Because that's what she wants to do. She was here for a her service and she confirmed it. I'm telling you, that's my mom. She wants to care for me in that way. She wants to to to, to serve me something. I'm her child, right? And, and, uh, and so uh, that's just our mom. She wants to do it. You just need to let her. But, but when you compare your wife to your mom, you're in a very dangerous area because you're putting your wife in an uncomfortable position. She is not your mom. You need to let her be who she is. And you don't need uh, her to baby you your entire life because when you got married, you decided to walk away from mom and dad. Look at Genesis 2, 24. And this kind of explains things. It says, This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. What's the key phrase here? Leaves his father and mother. That's right. got to leave mom behind. It's time to become a man. It's when a man, why a man leaves. Notice he leaves as a man. He doesn't become a man when he gets married. We'll talk about that in a minute. The second thing, ladies, that they want you to know. It's important that you reassure us of your love by telling us and showing us. Okay? Ladies, is this correct? Yes. Yes. It's important that you reassure us of your love by telling us and showing us. Men, listen up. Women need to know that they are loved. Period. They need to know that they are a priority in your life. In order to do that, you need to find ways to regularly show them your love Tell them your love. Not just tell them you love them. Tell them about your love for them. Be very specific about it. Use your words, I tell my kids. Use your words. Sometimes I tell my wife that. She doesn't like that. Use your words. Not just, I love you. We have a picture frame in my house. If you ever come to my house? And it says, it's written in permanent ink, I love you because... Because she knows I love her, but it's important that she knows why. And so from time to time, we take turns. We, it's just written on the because is written in dry erase, and we just kind of erase it. And, uh, and so we, we write on there little notes to each other I love you because. And, and from time to time, these are silly. Sometimes they're serious. You know, our anniversary was just this past week, and she wrote something very sweet on there to me. And, uh, and so there's a reason you need to tell your wives. What the reason is that you love them. Explain your love to them. They need to know that. Some of you guys say, well, when I got married, I told her I loved her, and if anything ever changes, I'll let her know, right? <laughs> but like I, this is like a horrible way of living, right? You need, to, you need to tell her on a regular basis. So what words do you use on a regular basis to use to convey to your wife that she is important to you? What did you do or say this week uh, towards your wife to convey, I appreciate you? Think about that, guys. What did you do this week? If it wasn't this week, was it the week before? In fact, when was the last time you actually did that? Think about that. (laughs) For most guys, uh, for most of us, this isn't gonna come natural. It's just not natural for us to to do this. We feel a little awkward when we begin to, to express ourselves. Most guys don't have the emotional maturity to deal with conflict and the differences we have in the marriage. And and most of us maybe grew up in homes where this wasn't modeled very well, so we aren't very good at it. But the good news is, is this is something you can excel at. You can get good and better at this. Just got to start today. It's time to make it a priority in your life. Look at Colossians 3, 19. It says, Husbands, love your wives and never treat them harshly. Never treat them harshly. This is one of the most straightforward verses in the Bible about husbands and how husbands and wives need to interact. Don't treat her harshly. That means don't speak uh, insensitively to her. Don't swear at her. Look, if you swear at each other, let me tell you something. It's one of those things that in my wife and I's relationship, when we got married, we said, "Listen, we made it a rule. We are never going to swear at each other, ever." Because if you, when you do that, it it breaks. It breaks the relationship in ways that are sometimes unrepairable. And we decided from the beginning we are never going to do that. So don't speak to her. Don't, don't speak intentionally to her. Don't swear at her. Don't put her down. Don't verbally assault her or intimidate her. You know, some of you guys are saying, well, I would never hit a woman. Well, but you'd assault her with your words. You'd make her feel horrible and this small with your words. So this verse is here. It, re, it, re, it reminds us as husbands to love our wives but not only that, but to reassure them of our love on a regular basis. So the key is to make sure we're giving them love in the way that they receive love best. Now, how do we know that? Well, there's a book that came out written by Gary Chapman. It's called The Five Love Languages. Anybody ever heard of this before? And, and So you're familiar with the love languages. And, and, uh, and, and if you're not, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about them. But what a love language is, is, is basically it describes the way that you give and you receive love. And there are five of them. And, uh, and, and oftentimes the way the husband receives and gives love is very different than the wife. it's just that's just normal so our job is to find out how she gives and receives love because when you do you can add value uh, to your relationship so here here's what the here's what the five love languages are there's touch maybe you'll identify yourself as i go through these there's touch there's quality time words of affirmation building you up receiving gifts or acts of service those are the five love languages. And there's, there's, a, there's a link that I will be sending out this week. It will appear on our Facebook page. If you're curious as to what yours is or what your spouse's is, there's an online test you can take, right? It will take you maybe 10 to 15 minutes. It will be one of the greatest 10 to 15 minutes that you can spend this week, finding out how your spouse gives and receives love. Because when you learn to speak her language, buddy, get ready. So I will post that link for you this week on our Facebook. So, amen. we need to figure out what that love language is. And if you don't already know it, she probably does. In fact, you can probably ask her. Of those things, she'll probably tell you. She's got a major and a minor in probably all of them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But she's got a major one that you can speak her love language. So if it's quality time, how are you, how are you setting aside uh, uninterrupted time with her, Right? We get things wrong when we think, okay, setting aside time means I need to take her out on a date night, and I've gotta find a babysitter for the kids, and, and, and I've gotta got spend a lot of money. Guys, all we hear is cash registers, cha-ching! We're like, dag on, man, I don't have any money right now. I, I can't take her out, I can't, I can't set aside that kind of time. But look, to be honest with you, that, that's not really what your wife needs. Look, a great date can simply be a coffee date. She is just looking for quality time with you, time that you have set aside to be uninterrupted with her. That can be a walk in the park. That's free, guys. That that can be walking around your neighborhood. Setting aside that time to be with her will be really, really important. It's it's the coffee at Starbucks or the romantic dinner at Red Robin. Whatever you choose. If your wife's... (laughs) There's no romance at Red Robin. If your wife's love language... There's good burgers, but no romance. If your wife's love language is affirmation, what are you doing to build her up and to speak life into her? If her love language is gifts, what are you doing about that? Again, gifts convey, hey, I thought about you. And this ought to be something that, that we are able to participate in, is give them gifts. Again, guys, all you hear is cash registers. cha Gosh, i got to buy her gifts all the time. Look, let me tell you something. Your wife will love the single rose that you pick up just as much as she'll love the dozen roses that you pick up. Why? Because you gave a gift to her. It's not the gift. They say, well, it's the thought that counts. Well, there's some truth to that. The whole point in giving a gift is, is, hey, I thought about you. And when you convey, hey, I thought about you, you are just making deposits in her emotional bank account. So guys, participate in that. A gift can be something very, very simple. If it's acts of service, how have you served her lately? Did you clean up after your last meal? Did you pick up your dishes and wash them? Do you do your chores around the house? Do you ever say, hey, I know this is your chore. This is the one we've agreed you'll do, but I'm going to do it for you. Guys, look, let me tell you something. If she's on dishes and you ever do her dishes, you need to take a picture of the full sink and then take a picture of the empty sink afterwards because if the woman didn't see you wash the dishes, they were never done. Okay, that's just a little tip. That's not even in my notes. That was free, just for you. That was just for you. But look, I'll do videos. I will do a before video. I will scan the kitchen so that she sees it. And then I'll just, did she hear it? She said, yep, and I will send that to her. When she used to work third shift, I'd be like, here's the mess before... And here's the after we got it cleaned up, you know. And that I'm adding emotional deposits to her bank account because, <laughs> seriously, that that's that's how I was speaking to her. Now, if it's physical touch, how often are you showing her affection in a non-sexual way? Now, I don't get that at all. Like I, seriously, I don't. But ladies, you do. You understand that, right? <laughs> no, but seriously, this is like you know, <clears throat> will you hold her hand? You know, will, will you will you uh, give her back rubs or? foot rubs, right? Like, or, or when you when you go walking anywhere through a restaurant, will you put your hand on the small of her back? Will you, will you touch her? How are you communicating these ways that I love you? Because here's the deal. When we're intentional about showing our wives love in a way that they receive and feel love. It, again, it puts more deposits into that emotional bank account. Guys, trust me, that's where you want. The more deposits you make, the more confident and secure she is in the relationship. And we have a responsibility of making sure that, that she feels secure and has a place of honor in the home. And the best thing you guys can do for your kids is to love and and respect and honor your wife. That's the best thing you can do for your kids is to demonstrate that because it builds a structure of safety and security and an affirming uh, affirming love by how we talk and treat them. So guys, here's your homework. This is your homework. I know I say challenges all the time, and you're going to hear some challenging things today. This is your actual homework, okay? Pay attention. Go home and ask your wife. What is the one thing I can do to make you feel more loved? Go home and ask her. You might be surprised about the answer because I was. I I texted this to to Shanda a couple weeks ago while she was at work. And I said, hey, what what can I do? I want you to think two things for me that I can do for you that would make you feel more loved. And you know how she responded? Vacuum. (laughs) Do the dishes. And I was being insensitive to, to her response. And I said, no. I mean, like, something. Like, you know, like, what can I do for you? Like, you know. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking in my love language. I'm thinking gift. I'm thinking I can go get you something. I can go buy you something. What, I just want to bless you. What can I go get you, right? That's one of my love, my major love languages is gifts. And so I'm thinking along that line. And she goes, and I said, no, no, something else. She goes, okay, uh, how about you go grocery shopping for me so I don't have to do that? Again, this is acts of service. She's speaking to me in her love language, and I'm refuting it, going, no, I want to buy you something. <laughs> Yes, she did. buy the groceries, she said. Go buy the groceries then. <laughs> Where were you first service? You could have done that then. It would have been funny too. Anyway, go home and ask her what's the thing. And listen to her. Because the way she responds is probably the way that, she, that she's probably going to speak to you in her love language. That's what she's going to do. That's it. So, so respond accordingly. Don't, don't brush it off, okay? They need to be assured of your love. The number three thing that, ladies want, uh, or that women want men to know about women. We like sex too, but it takes us some time to warm up. We like sex too, but it takes us some time to warm up. So glad my mother in law just walked in. <laughs> and my daughter's at the front of the room.
1: <laughs>
0: you can stay, babe, I don't care. <laughs> She's like, I am so done. We are not talking about that right now. (laughs) Mommy and daddy only use their bedroom to sleep. That's it. Now, I heard an interesting quote, and I'll share it with you. It says that women need a reason to have sex, but men just need a place, right? (laughs) Women need a reason to have sex. Look, all the ladies are bobbleheading in here. Yep, yep, yep. Women need a reason to have sex. Men just need a place, right? So, guys, if you want her to enjoy sex the same way that you do, it's going to take some time, Right? Uh, men are like microwaves. Let's say that men are like microwaves, and women are like crockpots, right? Uh, for a guy, if you want to heat up a hot dog, all you have to do is you take the hot dog, you throw it in the microwave, you turn it on for 30 seconds, and we're done, right? You got a meal. And uh, I probably could have used a different analogy for that, but uh, but uh, anyway. So, but for, for if you want a great meal at the end of the day, you know what? You have to start a crockpot early, right? You have to dice up the potatoes, you got to put the meat in, you got to put the seasoning in, then you turn it on and you just let it cook. All day long. And you have to make sure that it maintains that temperature, right? You want to make sure of that. And then when you get home, man, oh, it's ready to go. And you just kind of turn it down to warm and you make sure that it continues to stay warm so that when you're ready to dive in, it's good, right? You all have got such dirty minds. You do. I'm talking about some meat and potatoes and carrots here. Um, anyway. So, guys, let's move on. Move on. Move on. <laughs> So what, so guys, what are you doing throughout the day to turn on your wife's crock pot and keep it, and <laughs> uh, keep it heated up throughout the day? What, what, what are you doing? Look, I, I said this a few weeks ago during our Q and A time, my wife and I were up here and somebody asked a question and, and I, I have a, again, sorry, Sue, I have a goal of, of having sex every day, every day. And, uh. And, and, and that's just honest I do but in order to have that goal whether we do or not is, is immaterial to me it doesn't matter the point is is that I realize that that foreplay starts at the beginning of the day it's not the five seconds before the romantic encounter it's just not it's not even the five minutes or the ten minutes guys I know you think it's your dimples it is not it is not it is an all-day warming up process and that begins at the beginning of the day for me uh, if When my wife and I are going to leave each other's company, she's going to go to work or whatever it is. There is always an embrace, a kiss, or hey, have an awesome day. Throughout the day, there's a text message. Hey, I'm just thinking about you. I'm just letting you know. Or you know, if you had a romantic encounter, letting her know, hey, last night was great. Now listen, you don't have to write the, the sequel to Fifty Shades of Grey in your text messages. You know what I'm saying? You can just let her know, hey, last night was great. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed that. Because you, you probably got kids and they're going to read them. So don't, just don't do it, okay? Just, 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 just don't do it. She'll know what that means, and you know what that means. How are you keeping the crockpot going for her? How are you accomplishing this? Get a, get a dry erase marker. Leave her a note on the mirror, you know, so when she gets up in the morning, it's there. I, I know I've said this in here before, and I, I think I said it earlier, but that's, that's a simple thing. Guys, get a post-it note. Leave her a note in her car. If you leave before her, put it on her steering wheel. When she gets in her car, she'll go, aw, and her little heart will just melt. Skip a morning at the gym so she doesn't even think you're coming, and then put an anniversary card on her, on her steering wheel. That's what I did this past week. It's great to skip the gym. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "You skip the gym for that?" I was like, "Yes, I wanted to surprise you and sleep because <laughs> <me> we go early." <laughs> when you greet her, guys, hug her, kiss her, squeeze her, whatever. Just address her. Let her know that you missed her. These are all very simple things, and you are just adding to that emotional bank account every time you're making that deposit so keep that crockpot going if you do these things you won't need to prime the pump to get her ready you won't need to, to, to you won't need to do much to get her going she'll come home ready to pounce I promise you I know from experience so just saying your wife needs someone who is totally into her not someone who asks why can't you be like her You treat her like that throughout the day? Like, why can't you be like this? How come you're not more like her? And then you expect her to come home and be revved up and ready to go in the bedroom? Guys, it's offensive. It doesn't work. It's not going to happen. Don't compare her to an idealistic person that you saw in a movie. Don't compare her to an image that you saw on your computer screen that's probably airbrushed and they don't even look like that. There's this funny video of a, of a girl that is, that is beautiful and, and they airbrush her and start airbrushing and they keep going airbrushing. It's like reverse airbrush and it turns out it's a piece of pizza that they made it look like a, a model. Have you guys seen this video? Well, you should Google it. It's hilarious. It's like it, you can airbrush anything and make it, look, make, it, make it look like this idealistic image. Don't compare your wives to that. Not a piece of pizza or a girl. Don't do that. Look, you need to be into your wife, okay? If your spouse is loud, then you're into loud. If your spouse is quiet, guess what? You're into quiet. If your spouse is tall, you're into tall. If she's short, you're into short. If she's skinny, you're into skinny. If she's put on a few pounds, you're into formerly skinny. Look, that's just the way it is. <clears throat> your wife is your standard of beauty, and she needs your affection because affection symbolizes security, comfort, and approval to her just does. And when you show affection on a regular basis, you're sending a very powerful message to her that says, I care about you. I care for you. I will take care of you. I'm proud of you. You, you have security in me. And in this relationship, you are my girl. That's the message that you're sending. That's a great thing. Look at Proverbs 16:24. It says, kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. You know, even guys, if this isn't your personality, and it doesn't come natural for you. You grew up in, a, in an environment where this is not modeled for you. You don't know what this looks like. but Look, you can do this. It just takes effort. You think, I, I, I did this naturally? Like, I, I came into this relationship knowing this is how I was going to do it. You know, my dad, my dad for years has posted post-it notes all over the house. Like, he, he loves to do that. And he leaves my mom so many notes. They're in, they're in the cabinets. They are, they are, they're everywhere. So when she opens it up, because she, she was a stay-at-home mom, ran a daycare in her home, so it was really easy for him to go around her workplace and leave her notes. Pull out a drawer. There's a note. I love you. Pull out a note or pull, pull, open a cabinet. Just thinking about you. Just want you to know. I hope you have a great day. Like my dad modeled that for me. But, but you know, if you didn't come into this knowing all those things, you can start. You can get better at it. That's the good news, right? just takes effort. All right, the fourth thing ladies want you to know, we need to feel secure. We need to feel secure. One of the greatest ways that we can provide security or create a culture is to create a culture of openness and honesty. Openness and honesty. Because when you have secrets you don't tell her, or she reads all about something new, new about you uh, uh, on a text message, or she has to find out something about you from, uh, from, from a friend, like, all you're doing is damaging the relationship. It just cripples it. Because when you got married, you gave up your independence, not your freedom necessarily. See, in a, in a marriage relationship, you gain freedom, freedom to do more, go farther, do greater. We talked about that in the, in, in the first week. Get the podcast, listen to it. There's my little plug for it again. Listen to it. If you want to, want to know about marriage and freedom, But when you get married, you gave up your independence. You decided, I'm going to be united and become one with this person. And when you keep secrets, when you tell half-truths, when you don't tell the full story, you're crippling that. And so it's hard to have that oneness when you're doing that. And women need emotional security. And one of the greatest ways to give this is to be proactive in ways to protect yourself against those things that have the potential to destroy it. We'll talk a little bit more about that next week because that's what next week is all about, safeguarding your marriage. And I hope, I hope for all those of you that are here today that you'll commit to being here next week. If you're able, because it's important. You, it'll be a blessing to your marriage and, 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 and you need to be here. But here's some cliff notes on next week. Job 31.1 says, this is Job, Job uh, saying, I, I have made a covenant with my eyes to not look lustfully on another woman. Guys, my question is, what barriers have you put up in your life to protect you from looking at other women? So that you can build this sense of security in your marriage. What guardrails do you have up? Because, man, you'll face temptation in this area. You're just gonna. You got testosterone that shoots through your body at any given moment, and you can't help it. Thoughts are going to flood your mind. Temptations are going to come your way. What are you going to do with those things? How are you prepared? See, the, the thing, the, thing, the, the problem is, is, is we don't decide what we're going to do with those temptations until we're right smack dab in the middle of them. That is not the time to decide about how far you're going to go and allow that thing to be entertained in your mind. You need to decide ahead of time, when these things flood my mind, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to handle those things. You do have control over over what you do with those thoughts and those draws. And it's not fair to your wife and kids to, to, to keep them guessing about your faithfulness to them. So what are you doing to safeguard your marriage and give your wife and them security? You know, we live in a culture where it's totally okay for guys who are married to flirt with other women, to go to strip clubs and watch pornography on a regular basis. We live in a culture that, that says these things are okay, right? And you can argue with me all you want to about how they're not wrong and how I can't show you a verse in the Bible that says... Hey, pornography is no good. Avoid it. I can't. You're right. But I can tell you that I've talked to people that are married for years. And I've experienced it in my own marriage. That those things are a pathway to destruction. They will destroy your marriage. And you cannot argue with me about that. I have sat with too many people who those very things have destroyed them. You can't argue with me about that. And it's all because you don't have have the structure or personal commitment in your hearts towards safeguarding your marriage guys let me just warn you you think you can play on these slippery slopes but trust me they are just that they are slippery slopes and the nature of lust itself is a pursuit it is a seed that gets planted and a fruit will eventually grow and you know what that fruit is if you lust after other women that are not your wife you're going to wind up in another woman's bed that is just what's going to happen if you don't safeguard yourself if you don't put up those guardrails So let me just sum all this up with a simple, direct question. Guys, how much is an orgasm worth to you? What's it worth? Is it worth losing your family? Is it worth having your trust depleted from your relationship? Is it worth watching your children become emotionally bankrupt through a horrible divorce? Is it worth it? Is it worth the years of picking up the pieces of a broken relationship? Is it worth all that? Is that 10 seconds worth it? We need to provide emotional security, and we do that by being proactive. Put up those guardrails. Another thing we can do to build security in our marriage is, is that most women, not all, but most women, think it's incredibly sexy when a guy begins to grow spiritually himself. They are drawn to that, they love a man who loves Jesus. What, am I, what do I mean by that? Well, I don't mean a guy who learns the Bible and then thumps everybody in his house. No, I'm talking about a guy who reads the Bible. You know what I'm saying? Like the Bible thumper? Like to walk around and say, well, you shouldn't do this, and this is what the word No, no. Look, I'm talking about a guy who reads the Bible and goes, man, this is what it says, and I'm not living according to that. I need to repent. And then you repent, and then you go to your spouse, and you go to your children and say, I've been living wrong. This is what this says. I'm sorry. I may have hurt you through this. I may have dis- discarded you or, or caused some damage here. Please forgive me. That's a guy who is growing spiritually. A guy who is willing to humble himself and say, Lord, help me in these areas. That, that gets a girl all revved up. They like that. It's so a way to, to, to provide security in her. And, you know, we, we think, guys, we think spiritual growth is all emotions and suits and like you're going to the, to the prom all over again, right? You know, we think that's what, that's what that is. But, you know, you can still love Jesus and shoot things. You, you, can. you can. You don't have to give up your stones to love Jesus. You can totally do that. You know, it, being spiritually, growing spiritually means that you're leading the charge in your home. And 93% of the time when a man gets serious about following Jesus, the rest of the house will come with him. In Ephesians 5.23, it says, For a husband is the head of his wife, as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of his body, the church. You know, when you look at verses like this and you say, oh, well, the man is the head. This sounds really chauvinistic to me. And isn't this kind of dated? No, no, no look, that, that's not what we're talking about. That, that's, not, that's not what I'm saying here. What, what they're saying is, is that it means you love her, that you care for her, that you make sure she feels valued. And look, there's not a woman in a feminist movement around that would disagree with that. That's what this verse means. Another way to provide security, guys, is financial security. You no, know, that doesn't mean you have to make more money. I don't make more money than my wife. I never have. She's my little sugar mama. She's always made more money than me. But, <laughs> you need one of the Oh, look. Oh, oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. But my wife's always made more money than me. It doesn't mean that I have to make more money. I'm not ashamed to say that. There's no shame in that. But what, what this is talking about, when I say, you know, to, to, uh, to provide financial security, it means learn to live beneath your, your, your salary like you know don't don't spend as much money as you make learn to learn to, to not be the one that's draining the bank account all the time provide some financial security in these ways <coughs> manage the resources that you do have and manage them well. be responsible give back to God be responsible uh, learning to live less on you make to I, I these things so, so something as simple as getting life insurance How about that. Life insurance. Go out and get some, guys. It's a practical way to make her feel financially secure. It's a simple thing that you can do. It's not expensive. And ladies, let me say this to you. If your husband is trying to do this and you're resisting him right now, you are frustrating the snot out of him. Just stop it. Get on board. Help him. Help him provide some financial security for you. Whatever plan he is following, get engaged. Find out what it means. Find out how he's budgeting. Be involved. Don't frustrate him. I would say that, that most of the marriage advice that I would like to give sometimes is summed up in two words. Two words. You ready for it? Grow up. I would love, I think that that those two words to every married for, for most of the part, most part, the married couples that sit in front of me, that would solve all their problems. <coughs> Wouldn't it be great? Sit down, have them tell me all their issues, and I look at them and say, Grow up. Next. Of course, I, I, never say, I never say it like that. It's not, it's not as simple as that. I'm not rude, and I don't mean that to be rude. I mean, honestly, guys, we need to grow up. You know what maturity is? It's accepting responsibility. I teach that to my kids. And I love watching my kids jump at the opportunity to take responsibility for their mistakes. Why? Because they're growing. They're maturing. I've got little men at home. I've got a little woman at home. They're accepting responsibility for their own actions because they know that that's a sign of maturity. And with maturity comes a lot of other wonderful blessings for them. So guys, it is time to grow up. It is time to accept that responsibility, to make her feel secure. And that may be challenging because you grew up at home as a center of attention, right? You know, some of you are 30 years old and, and mom is still changing your proverbial diaper. Look, grow up. Grow up a man is not someone who can spit the farthest yell the loudest, shout and demand his way a man is someone who can step up and take responsibility so marriage is for men see boys think boys think when they grow up and get married they become a man and I said this earlier and that's not the case that verse in Genesis said a man will leave his father and mother you don't become a man when you get married you are a man before you enter into it you, you know what happens when a boy gets married he hurts women and children that's what happens. Fifth thing, ladies, I want you to know. Hold one second, Kelly. Hold. <laughs> Hold. The fifth thing is we don't need you to solve our problems. Guys, when women come home from work and they start telling us our problems, we start hearing something in our heads it goes alright stop alright so you guys know where I'm going with this right you got a problem yo I'll solve it check out the hook while my DJ revolves it you don't have to be vanilla ice guys I went a long way for that little joke you better laugh at that Look, you don't have to be vanilla ice. The ladies don't want you to solve their problems. They're not looking for you to do that. They're looking for you to listen to them and validate how they feel and, and, and validate how you feel. Ladies, all of you said amen, right? That's what you want. You don't want us to solve it. You just want to be validated in how you feel. She wants verbal attention. And Guys, it's easy for us to be... Go ahead, Kelly. Sorry. You can, I was going <laughs> to sing a song and I didn't want to... Yeah, go ahead. I love you. Isn't Kelly awesome? Do you enjoy Kelly's ministry? She's amazing, isn't she? She's an incredible gift to this church. Thank you. I don't, I don't take the opportunity publicly enough to, to, to say that. So thank you for the gift that you are to us. We appreciate you. But it, it, guys, it's easy for us to be physically present. It is. But, but we're oftentimes emotionally absent Right, We go on a date with our wife and we've got our phones, we're checking our scores, we're checking our Facebook, we're checking our emails, we're reading our text messages. You know what message this sends to people when you do this? Or sends it sends to your spouse when you do that? You're boring. That's what it tells them. And the, 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 the women are just looking for us to be emotionally present. You know, some of you need to get the data and the internet off of your phone, it might save your marriage. It might. I don't know. But what women need is validation, especially when they're stressed or insecure about something. And, and you need to be tuned in to your wife. Do you know what her biggest stress is? Do you know what her biggest challenge is right now? What her biggest frustration is? If you don't, you need to tune in. You need to listen. Are you trying to solve all of her problems? Or are you just trying to understand her? Look at what 1 Peter 3.7 says. Treat your wife with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you are. This is just talking about the physical relationship. It's not always the truth, but it sometimes is most of the time, I guess. I don't know. But she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Equal. Treat her as you should so your prayers will not be hindered. The motivation to understand your wife is not so you can validate her or understand everything that they're going through. The motivation to understand your wife is because it pleases the Lord. Guys, this is why you do it. This is why. And even if you don't agree with her, you can try to understand her. Why does she feel the way that she feels? And this is difficult because when we don't understand our spouses, what we do is we start processing the situation through our own grid, through our own understanding, through our own experiences. And what we wind up with is this, this, this frustration. And we start, push, you know, we raise our voice and we push around our position as a man. And we, then we say these words that need to be stricken from our vocabulary. You shouldn't feel that way. Guys, that's dangerous. Learn not to say those things. It is your responsibility to understand her. Because Peter is saying, seek to understand your wife. That ongoing frustration in your marriage, that thing that you guys can never seem to agree on, you need to stop next time you're in an argument about that or disagreement about that thing, whatever it is. You guys, you need to stop right then and there, and you need to pray. God, I need to understand my wife right now. Help me understand her. This is pleasing to God. Help me understand her. And and you think God won't give you understanding? You think he won't honor a prayer like that? Boom. (laughs) Well. Are you willing to pray that? Are you willing to humble yourself? Are you willing to try to understand her? You know, it's like maybe in your mind you need to start arguing for her instead of against her. Like an attorney does, you know. Try to get on her side and, and try to see it through her way. Just takes you a little bit of humility to, to do that and to understand her better. Last week there was five things that guys wanted women to know about men. This week I'm giving you a sixth for the ladies. It's a bonus, you're welcome. Sixth thing. Don't stop pursuing us. Don't stop pursuing us. Guys, we're hunters. We pursue the hunt, right? Once we catch it or shoot it, the hunt's over. We're done. You know, we chase her around school. We chase her in dating. We chase her to marry us. We chase her to the altar. Sometimes we chase her out the window and then back to the altar, you know. But then it's over for us. We got her. She she said, yes, we're good. We're solid. We've done our chasing. The hunt's done. But women don't want us to stop pursuing them there. They just don't. Look at Proverbs 18:22. It says, "The man who finds a wife finds a treasure, and he receives favor from the Lord." You know, finding treasure is a good thing. I don't know if you've ever found treasure before. Probably not as an adult. You didn't dig in the backyard and find treasure. But I thought I found treasure as a kid before. You know, it's like an earring somebody lost in the backyard, but it was awesome. And you know what I did? I went out and hunted for more treasure. Man, I was excited. I continued to pursue to find more. But honestly, in thought and prayer over this message. And what I was going to say to you, you know, it's my responsibility to pray through these things too. And make sure that I'm, I'm doing these things well. And I've already confessed to my wife and talked to her, but I suck at this. You don't understand. I, I leave notes for them and you may come into my house and you say, well, you're doing more than I am. So, you, so you're, you're a couple steps ahead of me. And, and, and well, that's fine. But you don't understand how I used to pursue her. See, the things that you do when you're chasing them during the dating relationship is what you need to continue to do. How you caught them is what you have to keep on doing. That's how she likes to be pursued, guys. And and I, I made... We used to write notes to each other. We used to... Uh, and I mean, like, handwritten notes just express, like, put feelings on a page, you know, and... Uh, I, I we even got silly with it and creative with it. I remember I, I bought a UV pen and I wrote it all in UV and gave it to her and she thought it was a white piece of paper. And I wrote some kind of poem on it, something that let her know she needed to get a black light in order to read it. And uh, yeah, I know. Well, were you from like the '70s or something? I'm not sure. Where'd you find a black light? Yeah. Did I give you one? I think I gave you. I think I gave her one, so she didn't have to work too hard at it. There was there was another time for my wife and I when we were dating. She lived in Kentucky, in Jackson, Kentucky, four and a half hours away. But one Sunday on a, on the weekends we didn't get to see each other. She'd either drive up to see me here in Columbus, or I drove down to see her. And we'd haul our kids. Sometimes we didn't. Sometimes it was just us. And She lived with her mom in Jackson. And and one Sunday, I uh, I decided I, I was um I was going to avoid her calls. That was our one day to talk. You know she worked she worked a, an awful lot, and Sundays were our day to connect. So I avoided her phone calls and uh, she call me, I'm so busy right now, or bad connection. She was getting so mad at me. She was mad until there was, a, there was, a, there was a, a knock at her door and she opened her door and I was standing there. And I drove four and a half hours to kiss my wife. She wasn't my wife at the time. I stayed for maybe an hour or two and then I drove back four and a half hours to go home. That was some kiss. I pursued her guys don't stop pursuing your wife and I already repented to her privately I repented to her publicly last service I repent to you again I will pursue her in my marriage ladies just they, they just want you to chase after them continue your hunt find the way to do that Take her on a special weekend getaway. Don't surprise her. Tell her weeks in advance. Just like maybe, maybe even just a day. You do that, you should get so excited. She'll tell all her friends. You look like a hero. Like seriously, are good things to do, guys. Just simple, practical ideas. We can do this, guys. Don't miss these simple ideas that I'm giving you. You don't have to drive four and a half hours. Like you know, like show up on her doorstep. Look, I went around two seventy five times to get here today. But don't do that kind of stuff. There's no, there's, there's, I don't want to hear any stories like that. Gas is too expensive. Don't do that. Let's go back to that financial security thing we talked about earlier. All right? Be smart. But for those of you, you guys are just sitting there and you're dismissing what I'm saying, let me, let me say something to you. Proverbs 29.1 says, Whoever stubbornly refuses to accept criticism will suddenly be destroyed beyond recovery look if you can't accept health if you can't accept the fact that you may need to humble yourself and consider your relationship and say man how, how can I love you better if you're not willing to do these things you know if, if you're treating her like she's still your mom and not 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 respecting her for who she is or if you don't reassure her of your love on a regular basis you're not willing to talk about why you love her if you uh if, if you're you're not Turn up the crockpot all day long you're not willing to put in the time or the effort to put down the video games whoops I said it if you're not willing to do that you know if you're not willing to, to do the things that make her feel secure like safeguarding your eyes safeguarding your marriage or your finances or you're always trying to solve her problems and don't want to understand her always want to make her see things your way you really don't feel like you need to pursue her anymore I go to work, I come home, I bring, her the, I bring her the money. Look, if you're not willing to accept those things, Proverbs says that, that you might be suddenly destroyed beyond recovery. Your marriages are headed for a horrible place. Repentance, you have to stop thinking about the opportunity to repent as a bad thing. The Bible says that the repentance, that it's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. So if you've heard something today and you need to repent, be men, own it grow up. Repent to your wives. Repent to God. Repent to your children if you need to. Ask them for forgiveness. And get better at these things. I know you feel like I beat you up today, guys. I beat myself up. I do. Because I can be better at this too. So when I pray today, which I'm going to do now, and then I promised you a story of life changes I wanted to share. I'm going to pray for you. And then we'll, we'll close with that story. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to be here today with these wonderful people. Thank you. There's no place I'd rather be on a Sunday morning than here with them. And I mean that. God, I pray for the marriages this week. That you would just continue to strengthen them, God. Lord, as things have come out during this message, you know, things that have challenged us, maybe even embarrassed us. Lord, I pray that you would would soften our hearts to receive. These challenges to receive these criticisms, to receive the opportunities to repent. And Lord, that, and as we do, as we turn our hearts towards our wives in all these areas, Lord, I pray that you would just bless them. Lord, I pray, I pray just for the guys that they would have the boldness to do this, to say, and the humility to say, I'm sorry, I failed. And to seek that restoration. Lord, and I pray for the wives that as the conversations happen, Lord, that you would you would give them grace and mercy for their husbands, to forgive them, to be willing to move forward, and to strengthen them together as they do this together. God, I thank you for the gift of marriage and the blessing that you've given us in it, Lord. Jesse, I'm going to invite you up here, and Jesse, uh, Jesse, Jesse has been coming to Simple Church. How long have you been coming, bro? Going on four months. Going on about four months. And, uh, and, and, you know, it was awesome. I, I had the opportunity to, uh, when, I, when I baptized Brent the other day uh, at, my, at my mom's house, Jesse came with him. Jesse climbs in the car, and we start talking, and he says, Aaron, I'm ready to give my heart to Jesus. So I, He said, I hear you talk about it. On time. I'm not embarrassing you, am I? No? Okay, cool. And he says, I, I wanna, I'm ready to give my heart to Jesus. He said, and, I, and I, I don't know how to do that. He said, I hear you talk about it in service and raise my hand. He said, but, but, but is it really that simple? I said, yeah, man, it's that simple. It's that easy. And uh, and I said we're gonna we're gonna make sure that we we pray you know before we're done here. But we went and baptized Brent, and and I didn't forget about it. We just we were just talking and having a good time and, and kind of rejoicing in the day. And and uh, we got back to the house, and Jesse said, hey, we, we still got to pray. I said, that's right, I had didn't forgot. And it was an honor to pray with you, and uh, and introduce him to Jesus. Such a cool thing. Which I, I already knew he believed in him. He was pumped about it. He was pumped. He was ready to go. You can't you can't you can't you can't. Like lead somebody or make them feel horrible about it and say alright I'm a schmuck I need to know Jesus like you can't do that man there's faith that wells up inside you that leads you to that and that's an awesome gift and so, and so Jesse's been coming and, and, uh, and he shared with me on the phone he, I said, he said you know I've got some, some, some to share with you and, and um, talked about the day that my wife and I shared up here and uh, do you want to speak to some of that?
1: Yeah, uh, I think it was the first week of this series they, that?
0: they uh this one's on. oh, this one's on. Sorry. How about that? Hello? Right. you go.
1: Now the first week of the series, when Aaron and his wife got up here and talked about their relationship and how things wasn't always good, you know, but they was able to get through it by working through it together and um, through prayer. And uh, not this past Friday, but the Friday before, you know, there was some wreckage from my past that came up. And I've always ran from my problems. And I've ran from when relationships started to get real, I was gone, you know. Um, But when this came up, without even thinking about it, I just prayed. And when I was done praying, I knew that I just had this feeling and this knowing that everything was going to be okay. So I went and turned myself in, and I dealt with it instead of running. And trying to do the same thing with my relationship. I have a very I'm very blessed to have this woman in my life, Brooke. And she stood by me when anybody else would have ran. Um at the lowest point of my life, she was always there and you know <clears throat> When the situation came up, she was right there. Like I had no doubt that she was going to stand beside me as long as I continued to do the right thing. And uh, you know, when it when the when it when I turned myself in, Aaron, you know, I want to say thank you. Um, he stepped up without any question and helped. And you know, Brooke went around and got letters from people, and you know, it just showed that that I can trust people and that it's okay to have. To have feelings and care about people And you don't have to run from those feelings And So I just wanted to say thank you And uh thanks to everybody that was praying for me And I mean I, I I'm not perfect today by any means But I'm trying And Brooke I just want to say thank you And I love you And you're well, awesome So, so now th- But that's not it though right? No Uh I, uh... Can we hold that? Yeah. There's just something else I just want to say. Is that I love you, and I never want to spend one day without you. So, will you marry me?
0: Is she letting you put it on her finger, dude? (laughs) promised you a story, didn't I? Isn't beautiful? Jesse and Brooke, thank you for letting us share your beautiful day. Guys, God bless you. Thank you for being here today. Please make sure that you, you greet them and, and hug them and love on them a bit. And uh, God bless you guys. We'll see you back here next week.
1: Definitely.